on episode 389. No, that's a lie. It's 390. On episode 390 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Super Hot tries to pull a fast one. Yacht Club Games teases King Knight. And we've got a mountain of feedback. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. Hey, this is Michael Stefano from Bridgewater, Massachusetts, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. to Switchcraft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And on Saturday, we've got Saturday Switchcraft live over here on youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. If you haven't followed me on Twitch or subscribed to me over on YouTube, make sure that you do. And if you're watching this on YouTube right now, make sure that you hit that like button down below because that really does help out. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Love My Nest. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. And you can also leave a voicemail for the show just like you heard at the beginning from any device. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail and I may even play it on the show. With all that out of the way, I want to uh, remind everybody that we are currently doing a giveaway. Uh, The giveaway will happen on the 31st of August, which is is actually inconvenient because I will not be around. I will be at Dragon Con at that point, but I'll figure out a way to do it anyway. Uh, But we're going to do a giveaway on August 31st. And if if you are interested in winning a $10 eShop gift card, Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway for more information on what to do there. With all of that gone, let's get started. My puppet body is ready. All right, everybody. Let's start with... All right. Nintendo needs to address this. This is something that has happened before, and it's going to keep happening. And without a doubt, this is something that Nintendo needs to address because... If they don't, developers will either uh, continue to abuse this or through negligence uh, end up doing this. And I'm not sure which which is the case here. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Superhot. Uh, Superhot is a game that was just recently announced and it's coming to Nintendo Switch. Or actually, it's already on Nintendo Switch. But if you go to the uh, eShop and you look at the um, the ad that they have for um, for Superhot there, they used PC footage in the ad on the eShop, which is really problematic and not something that should be allowed to do. And the way that we can tell that it's uh, PC footage is because on the bottom it says press R to restart instantly. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's PC stuff. That's, uh, that's, that's not, uh, the R button that's hitting the R button on your keyboard. Now, when I look at this, I, I assume that whoever was in charge of making the ad just probably didn't think about it, but it's definitely something that has happened before. Um, we have seen games uh, load up, or, or not load up, but put PC footage. Um, there was the one that was the 
uh, spiritual successor to Castlevania Blood of the Moon, I think is the name of the game. It, I, I had it in my brain just a second ago, and now I lost it. But uh, that game uh, had PC or no PS4 footage in the eShop, and you know that's that's almost like false advertising because we know that the Switch is less powerful than the PS4. We know that the Switch is less powerful than the PC, and the graphics probably don't look like that on the Switch. Are graphics the most important thing? In my opinion, not really. However, to some people it is. And if somebody's going to look and be like, oh, this game looks like this, and then they buy it, and it doesn't look like that, that is false advertising. And it, it needs to be something that Nintendo says, you cannot do this, and if you do, there will be some kind of penalty, whatever that penalty might be. Now, if I let's talk about specifically Super Hot. Super Hot is a, an extremely minimalistic game with very, very few colors. And honestly, there's, there's not tons going on on the screen. It's incredibly stylistic. And because it's so stylistic, I think that the, the visuals, and I have not played it on PC, I've not played it on PS4 or Xbox or virtual reality or on Switch. I've not played Super Hot yet. Um, but if I were to guess, I would say that they probably looks it, the game probably looks the same on all platforms because it's so minimalistic and it's not going for hyper realism. In fact, uh, the, the the game actually kind of has like this aesthetic that everybody's made out of glass, which is which works really well when you've got uh, low poly count models in the game because then those low poly count models will. Uh, you know, they look like they the the where the where the uh, polygons are coming together and making all these points. It looks like glass. It it makes perfect sense. So my guess is that this isn't really going to look all that different from the PC version on the Switch. And if it does, and I'm wrong, please let me know uh, either in the comment section down below if you're watching this on YouTube, or get a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. Or you can email me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, and let me know if you have played the game and it looked on both platforms or multiple platforms, and you think that it looks significantly worse on the Switch. And if that's the case, then we're then we've really got a problem. Uh, my my biggest problem is the fact that Nintendo allows stuff like this to happen. Uh, we catch it. And I understand Nintendo has a, a small number of people that vet the stuff before they go on the eShop. And then when when the, the trailers or, or the advertisements go out on the Internet, millions of people then see it and somebody's going to catch an issue then. Uh, but it, it should be something that that uh, Nintendo says you can't do this uh, because it's false advertising. And hopefully uh, we find out later on that it was just a mistake and that's what I'm assuming it is. I'm assuming that Super Hot uh, just made a mistake, and it will be fixed shortly. At least I hope so. You know, fingers crossed. Um, let's let's move on and talk about a game that I have been talking about for a long time, and that's Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight is one of my favorite uh, indie games that I have played ever. I have it on PC. I have it on Switch. And it is incredibly good side-scrolling platformer. If you've never played it, I want you to, I want you to imagine if 
somebody made an NES game today for modern consoles, but made it with the restrictions of the NES days. And that's what Shovel Knight feels like to me. It's wonderfully made, uh, very, very um, nostalgic. Uh, and and uh, basically, you, you, you play as this guy who has a shovel as his weapon, and he can jump up into the air and hold the shovel down below him and hit enemies on top, almost like Scrooge McDuck could in the DuckTales games. Uh, or uh, in the Duck Ducktales game, and now all I can think of is the moon theme, like that's going through my head. So it's going to be very distracting. But uh, my son and I, when the Switch first came out, I bought Shovel Knight, and he and I sat down and we played Shovel Knight from beginning to end. We played the whole thing multiplayer. It was incredibly fun. Uh, in it, that um, Yacht Club Games actually had kickstarted Shovel Knight when they made it, and they had all these stretch goals, and the stretch, go stretch goals included things like, um, you know, extra um, characters that you could play through as, so they included Plague Knight and Spectre Knight, and then there was King Knight. Now, when my son and I finished Shovel Knight playing through that multiplayer, we immediately loaded up Spectre Knight to try that one out, and they didn't have multiplayer in that mode. So we checked Plague Knight, didn't have it in that mode either. I'm anticipating that that uh, King Knight probably won't have uh, any, what's the word, uh, any multiplayer either, which is disappointing, but that's okay. It's still a fantastic game. And when I'm talking about these extra characters, it's not simply that Yacht Club Games uh, made a change the sprite to some other character. Every character that you can play in the game moves differently, has different abilities, and not only that, but they completely redid every single level in the game to take advantage of the different ways that the characters moved and the different abilities that they had. So if you play through Shovel Knight as Shovel Knight, and then you play through Shovel Knight as Specter Knight, that second time through... It's essentially different levels, and I'm sure that that's what they're doing with King Knight as well. They announced King Knight a really long time ago, and we've just been sitting here waiting, and they just kept saying, well, you know, you know, we'll let you know when it's ready, and uh, I'm, I'm happy that they're taking their time and doing it right. And, uh, you know, I, I was fully expecting to hear about uh, Shovel Knight, King Knight, on the most recent indie world, but we didn't. And I was like, okay, well, I guess Yacht Club Games is still working on it. And that's okay. I've got enough to play. I don't need the distraction anyway. But then they tweeted out uh, this yesterday, I think. Yeah, it, it, this tweet came out yesterday. I'm opening it up right now. And it's from Yacht Club Games. And they said, we've got a treasure trove of news to share Join us this Wednesday, August 28th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, as we dig into upcoming Yacht Club Games products, including new Shovel Knight news. And I got to say, I'm very, very excited for this. This is, uh, I, I'm, I'm loving this idea. Actually, let me look at my calendar real quick. August 28th, so yeah, that's on Wednesday. I have a show that day. Um, I'm usually when I'm on summer vacation, cause if, for those of you that don't know, I'm a teacher, 
uh, I usually record the show just whenever I get around to it, but I may delay recording Switchcraft on that day until later on in the day, just so that I can have watched this first beforehand. Uh, that being said, I'm also going to be packing for Dragon Con, and you know that gives me time in the morning to get that done. Uh, MH in chat, in the live chat, I, I'm recording this live over at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, MH in chat saying Shadow Drop. Uh, that would be really awesome if they said, and it's available today. However, I think that that is unlikely. And here's why I think that that's unlikely, MH. The reason I think it's unlikely is because they have those amiibo. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the Shovel Knight amiibo, or the, I'm sorry, the King Knight amiibo. Uh, let me open it up uh, so I can see. Uh, if I think it came in a packet of three. Uh, the King Knight Amiibo. I'm trying to open it. Where is it? Here we go. Yeah, so uh, that was announced a really long time ago. And uh, it came in a package where you could get the King Knight, the Plague Knight, and the Spectre Knight all in one package. And people ordered these things a really, really long, like an insanely long time ago. Uh, and, um, you know... I, I, you would assume that these things would deliver on the, the, the launch day. So doing a shadow drop doesn't make a lot of sense for that because then people would have already gotten shipment notifications. Hey, by the way, your amiibo has shipped and we would have heard about that. So I don't anticipate that we're getting uh, a shadow drop for this. Uh, I do anticipate that it's going to be sometime this year because we have had a release date of December 31st, 2019, which is typically what they do is they, they use a placeholder release date. Uh, so sometime in 2019 is when uh, the King Knight uh, DLC is going to come out. But I'm really excited for this game and I'm definitely going to be playing it and I'm definitely going to be talking about it. And uh, I love Shovel Knight, and it makes me want to go back and play more of Shovel Knight because, honestly, I had so much fun with the core Shovel Knight game, uh, playing that uh, multiplayer with my son, uh, Couch Co-op, that moving on to Spectre Knight and Plague Knight just wasn't as fun to me. But enough time has passed now that I think... That if I sat down and tried and played those games solo, I probably would enjoy it again. Uh, and the same goes for King Knight. So uh, on Wednesday, we're going to find out, I think, when the actual launch day for King Knight is. And hopefully there's enough time. We've got Zelda coming, so probably not. But hopefully there's enough time that I can play through King, um, sorry, Spectre Knight and Plague Knight before King Knight drops because I'm really looking forward to that game. I think it's awesome. And I want to hear what you guys think about the Shovel Knight games. Have you played them? Will this be your first experience with them? Uh, do you think I'm crazy? Uh, just let me know in the comment section or uh, through Twitter. All right. Speaking of Twitter, I have got lots and lots of feedback from you guys. I got emails, YouTube comments, tweets, uh, all, all, all in my show notes here. Uh, so I'm going to tackle all that right now. I keep putting it off because I kept talking too much in the previous episodes and I kept saying, well, we'll get to the comments next time. Uh, so uh, today we're going to get to all those comments. But before we do, I'm going to take a break. 
Uh, we'll hear from a sponsor. And when we come back, all of your feedback and uh, maybe even some live chat. All right, stick around. It's two-player fun on the split screen. Only for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Superpower. All right, everybody, we are back, and it's time for feedback. And I think what I might end up doing, I'm, you know, I may change the Saturday show. This is just an idea that I had just now. Uh, I may change the Saturday show so that, that I'm not doing any feedback Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Saturday's always going to be feedback. Uh, and maybe uh, what I'll, in, in addition to that, I'll also do live chat questions after the show uh, as well. So make sure that you go to youtube.com slash runjumpstomp and subscribe. All right. Feedback. We got uh, a message here from Ralph Martinez, and these are not in the order that they came. Uh, just sometimes when I'm building my show notes, I just put stuff in random places. So uh, Ralph Martinez uh, sent me a tweet. They said, at runjumpstomp, hey, Bill, a couple of things. First, I hate your shorter episodes. I know it's just selfish of me, but they keep me sane at work, and I guess I just want more. Uh, I'm going to reply to that first before I get to the rest of uh, their their uh, comment. I understand. Uh, you know, whenever I am listening to some of my favorite podcasts, I'm like, oh man, I, I hate that it's over. But I have I have had so much feedback that people say they like the short format because they can listen to it on their commute. And, uh, you know, and, and it, it wouldn't, it's a lot of times they look at other shows and they're like an hour and a half show. That's overwhelming. I can't get through that. I'm going to listen to this short show instead. And, uh, that really does like a, a lot of feedback from people has been that they like the short shows spaced out over the week. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. So, but, but thank you for the kind words, Ralph. I appreciate it. Almost kind of like I prefer short games to long games because every time I look at a long game, I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to get through this. Like Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm like 35 hours into that game right now and I don't see the end coming in sight anytime soon. Uh, and <laughs> I sometimes I just was wish that it was over already, not because I'm not enjoying the game, but because it's just so long and I want to move on to something else. But anyway, uh, let's get back to, the, to Ralph's comment. Ralph said... Uh, when do I think Castle Crashers will be released for the Switch? You know, that is a wonderful question. It is something I was really hoping to find out from the indie world, but there was just, it was just chirps. There was crickets, no news about Castle Crashers coming to the Nintendo Switch yet. I mean, we know that it is coming, but we don't know when it's coming. And that is definitely a game, uh, like a, an awesome community game that I would love to be able to play with our community. By the way, if you haven't joined our community yet, you should over at uh, runjumpstomp.com slash discord. That's where the giveaway is happening, by the way. Uh, but no, I have not heard when Castle Crashers is coming out. I would like the idea of it coming out probably in January. For me, I think that the, the second half of this year is just way too crowded. There's so much stuff in the second half of this year that launching uh, a game like Castle Crashers, it was, it's going to get buried. Now, that's true for the Switch. However, what we have to remember is that Castle Crashers is a multi-platform game. It's also coming out for uh, PlayStation, and I think it's also coming out for Xbox. I'm 99% sure it's coming out for Xbox as well. Uh, so uh, when Castle Crashers comes out, they're, they're probably not going to use the Switch as... You know the 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 um, 
the crowdingness crowdingness that's a word now um how crowded the the second half of the year is as a decision as a uh, a decision point for when they're going to launch their game because they have other platforms to worry about but if it were me and I were in charge I would say launch that in January when things have calmed down plus you're going to have a lot of a, a lot of brand new switches that people got for Christmas and uh, people are going to want to be able to buy games for that. They're going to have a lot of gift cards that, 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 you know, grandma and grandpa got for them or, you know, uh, like kids got for parents, you know. So they'll end up buying games on the eShop. And that's a really good way to spend your money is on Castle Crashers. And if you don't know what Castle Crashers is, it's this really fun uh, four-player co-op brawler in the, in the the um, in the theme of like, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time game, or the Simpsons side-scrolling brawler, or the X-Men side-scrolling brawler, you, or, or, or Streets of Rage, you know, all those games. Castle Crashers is kind of like that, and it came out on the Xbox 360 like a really long time ago. Uh, but I, I'm going to say January, but that's with absolutely no um, n- no inside information at all. Um MH says, I'm dreading the thought of Castle Crashers online multiplayer being similar to Mario Maker 2 in latency. You know, that is definitely something that you have to worry about. If you've played Mario Maker 2 online at all, because everything is uh, peer-to-peer, it's just really slow if you get anybody in your group who has a crappy connection. And that really bogs down the game, and and you end up playing, uh, and it gets really bad. You know, in fact, it... This is a game that you want to play online multiplayer. I almost I almost think that you'd be better off getting it on PC or on PS4 than getting it on Switch. And that's coming from somebody who likes Switch enough to do almost 400 episodes of a podcast about it. So just something to keep in mind. Uh, okay, I got an email from Jacob. Jacob says, good evening, Bill. Good morning, Jacob. Uh, they said, yesterday I traded in my Switch for the newer version. My original Switch, which I've had since launch has been bricked for well over a year. I held off simply because I play in handheld mode 90% of the time regardless, but the upgraded chip had me at hello. Uh, GameStop gave me 175 trade-in credit for my bricked switch, which I was extremely happy with. That is really crazy. They must they must have a, a lot of confidence that they can fix these things. Uh, and I switched switches. You know, in fact, let me pause for a second. I remember seeing a YouTube video, and I can't remember who did it, but they bought like 20 switches from eBay, 20 broken switches from eBay, and I think they were able to fix like most of them really easily. So I bet you GameStop is just gambling that they'll be able to fix whatever is wrong with your Switch uh, fairly easily and be able to turn it around for a profit. And, uh, you know... it if they do that each time and most of the time it turns out in their favor, then that, then that makes a lot of sense. But $175 for one that doesn't work is that's pretty bananas. Uh, all right. Uh, so anyway, you, they switched switches. Uh, the guy at GameStop said something about the screen running at a lower temperature at something, but I can see the difference there as well. Not, not as much glare for sure. I am very happy with it. I transferred my thousands of hours of save data. No problem. I just wanted to share my experiences with you in the show, and I've been an episode, uh, and I've been an every episode fan for a long time. 
thanks for the show. It's the best Nintendo podcast out there. All right. Well, Jacob, you are awesome for saying those awesome things. And thanks for letting us know about your experience. I am curious, Jacob, when you hear this, if you uh, did you do your transfer in the store? Like, I'm curious as to how that worked. Uh, let us let us know. And if anybody else has done uh, the GameStop trade-in, what was your experience like? Uh, let me know in a, in a quick, short email. Uh, I also got an email from Connor. Connor says, here's a few if you're still looking for them. Oh, this is in response to me asking, what Super Nintendo games do you want on the Switch? Connor says, here's a few if you're still looking for them. For me, a lot of them are great Super Nintendo games that were left off the Super Nintendo Classic, but I still wish were available for play somewhere. Licenses be damned. Uh, so, Chrono Trigger, Super Mario All-Stars. There's an extra comma in there, which is confusing. Uh, cool Spot, Act Razor, Final Fantasy IV, not the Super Nintendo Classic version, but the incredible, influential, and defining RPG, Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3, Super Bases Loaded 3, Licensed to Steal. I love that name. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, Super Star Wars 1 through 3, Lufia 2, The Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse. You know, when that game came out, I always looked at it and thought, that game looks really, really good. But I was in my teens at the time, and I thought that I was too cool to play a Mickey Mouse game. So maybe I missed out. I'll have to try it out someday and uh, let you guys know. Uh, thank you very much for the email, Connor. Now we're going to look at an email from Scott, and I just splashed water everywhere. Uh, um, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. Um, I put a twit, a twit, a tweet right in the middle of this email. So I'll do the tweet first. All right. I got a tweet from... Sylvester, they said, at Run Jump Stomp, I am excited for Skater XL just because I went, want a skate game to kill time with. I really hope the gameplay is great because uh, re the looks fall short. I'm not sure what they said there. Uh, even the music in the trailer didn't exactly give me a skate vibe, so I'm worried. Okay, uh, Sylvester, thank you for the, tw uh, the tweet. Uh, I, I do have something that I want to say about... Um, uh, um, skate, skate, skater XL. I could, I can never remember the name of it. Um, I was watching uh, a podcast, um, Nintendo Powercast. Uh, he was streaming it over on Twitch. My buddy Josh does that show, and you guys should check out his show. Uh, and he said that he got an email from the developer of that, and they were they said that the game runs at sixty frames per second, but for some reason Nintendo chose to use 30 frames per second footage when they posted that. So I guess the game is supposed to look a lot better than it does in that indie world demo. So that is something to keep in mind. Uh, that's one that's one like one game that jumped out at me as just didn't look very good. Uh, but hopefully uh, that was just Nintendo put using the wrong video file. Seems like kind of a big screw up. So, you know, fingers crossed for you, Sylvester. It's not a game for me, but, you know, who who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind once I see the good foot footage or something like that. All right, now to the email from Scott. Uh, Scott says, hey, Bill, just listen to Nintendo Switchcraft 380. Uh, you mentioned that was 10 episodes ago. Uh, you mentioned that it was okay that an extra dock doesn't include a power adapter since Nintendo is just using standard USB-C chargers now. That is actually not correct. While USB-C is indeed a standard, Nintendo's implementation of its non 
of it is non-compliant and breaks the standard, which is why some third-party chargers were damaging switches. I had forgotten about that, and you are correct. It does use a non-standard USB-C. Uh, I don't understand why Nintendo did that, but you know, only, I, only Nintendo knows. Uh, so anyway, they continue. So it stands that Nintendo should be including a power adapter, even if it is compliant to the standards. Uh, anyone buying a spare dock likely needs to buy a power supply as well. But really, Nintendo shouldn't be breaking USB standards to begin with. And I have got to agree with that. It's foolish of them to do that. And it's just, it's what I like to say, Call uh, um, it's what I like to call pulling a Nintendo. All right, let's uh, look at an email from Gavin. Gavin says, firstly, I want to say thank you for your hard work and dedication for putting your content out there. I look forward to your videos, podcasts, and streams for both Nintendo Switchcraft and StadiaCast every week. Thank you very much. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I do a podcast all about Google Stadia called StadiaCast. You can find it over at youtube.com slash StadiaCast. Gavin continues, uh, last Sunday while you were streaming, we were discussing that I was experiencing Joy-Con drift and you were interested in what Nintendo's policy was for this in the UK. Well, I called Nintendo support and they told me they would repair the Joy-Con at no extra cost if my Switch was inside the one-year warranty. However, as I have had my Switch since launch, this is not applicable to me. They told me that they would cover shipping to and from them. However, it would cost 29 to 35 pounds. I don't know what that is in dollars. You guys can Google it. Uh, to repair the Joy-Con. Thankfully, they sent an email with a troubleshooting guide, and it seems to have worked. And I I did reach out to him, and, and uh, he... I, I said, what's the troubleshooting guide that they sent? I'll put it up on the site. It was basically just recalibrate your your sticks, make sure there's nothing, no debris caught underneath anything. There really wasn't anything in there that jumped out at me as something that people wouldn't, wouldn't have tried yet. So I didn't actually post it to the site. But I still think it's ridiculous that in in outside of, the, of uh, Europe, Nintendo is replacing Joy-Cons from launch switches warranty be damned i think it's ridiculous that they're doing that but they're not doing it in europe so gavin i'm sorry that you're uh, gonna have to pay to hit or no you got yours fixed on your own okay well it's still lame uh oh my gosh i still got four things to go through and we're already at 30 minutes go fast bill um i got an email from charles charles says hey i've got a question i've got an answer uh me and a couple of close friends locked in logged into each other's switches and e-shops this gave each of us access to the other's games, which is awesome. But when I select a game that they have bought, I have to choose their player icon for who's playing this game. This makes me worried about messing up cloud saves. And it makes me worry about it too, Charles, because that is the reason that I have not, because I have, I've got like over 200 games on my Switch. And if I did the same thing with my son, then he would have access to those games too on his Switch. And I have not done that because I worry about him accidentally deleting one of my cloud saves. Uh, so it's not something that I would recommend doing. Uh, even if somebody reached out to me and said, hey, Bill, we've done it and we've had no problems. It still just makes me nervous because Nintendo has not specifically said, hey, this will not influence cloud saves. Until they say that, I'm not trying it because I don't want my stuff erased. All right, I got a YouTube comment from Lily Bird. That's a fun name to say, Lily Bird. They said, I love indie games, but for some reason, I get indie burnout quicker than I get AAA burnout. 
most of these blended into another, and they're talking about the Indie World Showcase. Uh, Ori looks like Hollow Knight at first glance. My eyes are now towards the September Direct. Great job as always, RJS. I am lo also looking forward to possibly hearing a September Direct. I talked about uh, that on the last episode, but you know, I I can understand how you might get indie burnout, but the thing you got to remember is like the the example that you gave is Ori and Hollow Knight, very very similar style games. They're both platformers, but then you can look at something like. Ori in the Blind Forest and compare that with that weird, uh, I think it's called Kine, uh, where you're playing as the musical instruments. Like those are very different. So maybe what you should do is just change up the types of games that you're playing rather than going after those same things all the time. But hey, I don't know. You've got a good point. People can get burnt out on different things. I personally love indie games. Uh, also got, this is the last one. We got a YouTube comment from Dean R. English. And they said, Jump with the B button is my most important change. Oh, okay. They're talking about Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, so this, they said jumping with the B button is my favorite and most important change. Personally, I am going to play in 2D mode. So resolution means nothing to me. I played and could 100 hours. I played a good 100 hours of Dragon Quest Eleven, and I thought it looked great undocked. All right. So... I, I, they're basically replying to me. I said that I played a bunch of Dragon Quest XI and when I was playing it, I, you know, the, the resolution didn't stand up as well. Uh, but I, honestly, I feel like the resolution didn't stand up as well as my memory of what it looked like before. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, the 2D mode is very interesting. I'm, I was very disappointed that the 2D mode was not included in the demo. I think that that's a mistake on Square Enix's part. Although... You can't really complain about that demo. It's like 10 hours long. Uh, that's longer than some games. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for all of the comments if or, or, and, uh, and emails and all that stuff. If you want to become a part of the community, you can do so by joining us over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. Join the nerd nest. There's like 500 people over there and they're all awesome. Uh, you can also watch the show live Monday, Wednesday, Friday at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp or on Saturday at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me through email or Twitter. And if you're looking to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Don't forget about that giveaway, runjumpstomp.com slash giveaways. The music you're hearing right now is Cornaria's Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I will see you next time. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>